All shapes are good. All shapes are pretty. Yes, including yours. Welcome to Dice Therapy. The knoll opens both his palms and is indicating to the group to touch the orb. <laughs> Don't look at me like that! <laughs> Are you going to touch the rock? Friend Barbarian wants um, to touch the rock. I'm used to having to do all the experimental things in this group. I think it's time that we have some character development. <laughs> well, you did get that. You touched the one thing. Which one thing? Oh yeah, you've been stained. Yeah, okay, yeah, who hasn't yeah. touched anything yet? <laughs> hey, and I did stick my hand in acid, by the way. That's true. Right. I did. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. you and All this time. We got some life-saving. We got some... I don't know. That might be a persuasion check you need to make. <laughs> I feel like I already succeeded here. <laughs> Dad, you're up. <laughs> I supervise. I'm the supervisor. So we're looking at you now. You have no excuse. I took your bag so, so, okay, okay. okay, so while this big discussion's going on, as much as the knoll were bristling around us coming in, I'm kind of bristled myself. The boys are clinging close to you, but the girl is standing off, like, almost like she's been here before. So I've got two kits hanging on to me. You're all in a semicircle around um, this campfire, which is nice and warm because you've been yes. drenched for how long? You're covered in mud and, and blood and thicker, and, and some of you are blotted in acid. <laughs> as I get up to move towards the box, I kind of shake a little bit, get the water off, thus getting the kids wet. Er, is he indicating a two-handed or a one-handed? He's both paws out the top. Okay. You guys are all discussing. I'm just fed up with it all. So. <laughs> So I will go over and put my paws, as indicated by the gnolls. As you touch the black orb, it's cold, but then your paws get warm. And you start to pull your paws free <laughs> from the orb, and you realize you can't. Oh no. And the orb starts glowing ever so slightly. And as okay. you look into it, it's almost like a tiger eye swirl mist inside the orb that catches your attention. And there's this familiar feeling of ease and warmth and kind of an inner peace that starts to flow through you and you feel this tingling in your toes it slowly moves up through your calves up oh your literally my toes okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were talking thighs, about me through your waist up into your chest to the top of your head and then starts slowly tingling down your arms back into this orb Goose pimples are running the same course as these feelings are, and all your fur is starting to poof and stand on edge from the outside as you see this. It almost looks like Kezi is entranced by this orb. And then this glow starts. It's like really small firefly, glowing glitter of blue and orange that starts at the feet and swarms up around the body and then divides and comes down the arms and disappears back into the globe. And the path, this trail of glittering energy tape, the pitted acid burns start to mend themselves on the clothing. The dirt and debris starts to lift and fall away. As it finishes its course, Kezi is standing there looking freshly cleaned and bathed, clothes all pressed and cleaned brand new. Then you release the orb and step back and you feel this sensation of warmth. You let out this breath of air that you didn't realize you were holding. Is that jasmine you smell? <laughs> 
And then Noel points to the rest of you to touch the orb. And I, I go back and kind of curl up against the fire. <laughs> <laughs> get, the, get the kids in with me. And now that you're not soaking wet and you're moving closer to the fire. Yes. You're not feeling any raindrops, but you hear them around you. And as you kind of look up, you see there is this partial dome that wouldn't be normally visible, except for the raindrops that are hitting it. Slowly running off the edge. So this is up in the trees. So floating above the The tree top is some sort of energy. So that's why the camp doesn't smell of wet dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll go next. <laughs> I like to be clean, okay. relatively. You have the same sensation as you put your hands on the orb, this, this tingling that slowly moves from your toes up your legs into your torso and back down your... But this feeling of peace, uh, the sensation, this warmth that flows through you, there's something else. You hear a melody in the background. Make me an intellect check. Five. There's You're this, tired. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I wanted to take a nap and no one listened to me. <laughs> there's this complex melody that you're hearing, two songs that are weaving together, so you can't quite place which melody is which, and it's just bouncing around inside your head as this happens and as you step back. A Pantene commercial with the, the hair as you kind of flip your hair back because it's all full body, clean. Shiny. This is good. I like this rock. Can we tell you what? I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. Not yet. I'll go. Again, as you touch this, you get this warm feeling that, that goes to the body. Everybody that looks at her sees these the swarm of this arcane, glittery type energy that is just cleaning all the filth and debris and muck and slime and moves up through the hair and just cleanses it all. And, poof, and then Jasmine, as you step away. I feel like we might be selling our souls. <laughs> I, I don't know about this. I'll sell and my soul. Make a perception check. It's fine. 18. You realize what this is doing after you've seen it, and then now that you've experienced and you're kind of just looking down at yourself and seeing the little nicks and pulls in your armor and clothing, and you're thinking, oh, and you look down at where you got shot by the trap, and the blue stain that was there is completely gone. Nice. Oh, yay. <laughs> now I can go into town with yeah. you, and you don't have to be afraid. That's true. I don't have to shine you. <laughs> Okay, I'll do it, yeah. This process flows through and you come out clean. A lot of the little totems and trinkets that you were carrying are now shiny and bone white as dried blood and muck and things like that have been washed on them. So they almost look like new trophies on Oh them. no, did your like bloody fist thing disappear? Probably. No. <laughs> How about my dead stuff I have? Is that fine? Your dead stuff's there, but now it's been cleaned. So any like old dead tissue <laughs> attached to it is now, so it's like bleached bone. That's so fun. <laughs> I suppose I'll do it. (laughs) Sensation washes through you, and you come out cleansed and mended. Is the fungus okay? As you check on that, it does not seem to be affected. Okay. Your herbalism kit and all your dried herbs and stuff like that, no no problems there. Closes the box, nods, sniffs the air, and then goes... (laughs) (laughs) Did Leo fan? sensitive smell carries the box off and disappears into one of the tents and as he's doing that you see the little girl come out and approaching the center campfire is a knoll that has a staff it's adorned in feathers and various colors of station he's dressed a little better than the rest of the knolls a long scar goes across one face and he's got a white eye 
One arm appears to be a little shriveled, and there are some other defects and battle scars that he wears. You would think it's probably middle-aged compared to the other gnolls, so not really an old gnoll, but not a new young gnoll either. And stepping out towards the campfire, one of the guards walks up with him, and the princess takes a seat on the carpet next to the fire, starts to listen as this gnoll that just approached in all his finery starts motion with hand gestures. And as he opens his mouth, you see that his tongue at some point had been cut out. And as he's starting to sign, the guard next to him starts translating. Talks with fists welcomes you to the encampment. The princess has said that you are prisoners. Are you here to bark or to bite? I do neither. (laughs) (laughs) I am Kezi Tabaxi. I don't bark, nor do I. I don't know anything about dogs, so I don't know what the right answer is here. (laughs) I will bark with you. Bark. Good. You see him relax, and you see this wave of relaxing kind of go through the encampment as the threat. Okay, good. And seeing that, you realize they were more on guard than you thought when you came in, you know, because you don't really know what is normal, but they were on a high alert now that you see this kind of relax and Noel starting to go about their business, small little cook fires, uh, children now not being kept within the tents. They can run around and play, relaxing grips on weapons, things like that around. Since you are here to bark and not bite, I release you from the queen's leash. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> we shall circle the pack, wag tail, and have a feast. He signs something, the guard shouts. Bring out the farseer! Rustling inside the tent in this old, hunchback, gray-modeled coat, thin, wispy, silvery hair from the mane kind of covering one eye. The eyes are like milky white, almost blinded as this knoll comes out. She carries something that you can't quite make out and approaches the campfire. And as she's walking to the campfire, you see her look at talks with this. What? Speak up! Can't hear ya! <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. And talks with this is just rolling his eyes at her. Starts doing some signs. The guard starts to translate, and the old one's like, I know what he said. <laughs> she jams her cane down into the ground just to get it to stand up. Pops back a little bit. Ah. <sighs> He wants to know if you mean what you say. He wants to consult the cards. Let's see what the cards say about you. Saw your coming a long time ago, I did. One of my first Farsis. When our tribe wags tail with elf pack, our tribe will soon float amongst the stars. But Kezi not elf. <laughs> Where does Kezi fit in? Ah, let's see what the cards say. <laughs> ah, she closes her eyes and she looks up and she's not even looking at the card, but she holds it up for you to see. Ah, you come from a far distance. Ah, further than my gift can see. You arrived in a circle. A circle of light. An old circle. There, you journey to a dark place. 
and you glimpsed at the threat of a hidden danger. She chuckles. <clears throat> and now we're to the present. Hmm. Not here long, huh? Ah, you meet us. Vagabond gnolls. And we feast. She looks over at Talks with Fist and nods. And he goes to say something. Not done yet. <laughs> hmm. Let's see what future holds. Soon, a storm comes. The very heart of which will destroy you. No, 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 no. Change you. No, no, no. Rage and attack you. And further, further in your future? A display of your power will shatter mountains, shake the earth, and... She looks up. No, can't be. Now. What? No, no, can't be. Now. Hmm. Now you can't kill us, right? Guess you want to know. Mm, this what? action, this display of your power, it will reveal you to your true enemy. And she draws another card and she looks at it. Her eyes go wide. She tucks it <laughs> in her vest and she's like, no, no, no. And her milky eyes shift from a white to just this inky black that starts spreading through them until both pupils are solid black. And her voice changes, growing a little more feminine and a little more evil. <laughs> I see you all here. Bristling. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't come far, have you? So weak right now. Like this form. I bring your death. And then the old gnoll stumbles a little bit and kind of drops to one knee. A couple of other gnolls come out and she's like, ah, ah, and you see that her eyes are back to being milky white again. She shakes it off. Ah, we're, we're done. And she heads back to her tent, you know, exhausted from the, the seeing. Talks with fists, starts motioning and pointing to some of the other people around camp. And you see more campfires starting to fire up as people are starting to prep food and get ready for a night's entertainment. Soon, roasting vegetables, seared meats start drifting through the air. You, you, you smell a blood fist. I do smell a blood fist. And I can hold up my ear and I say, but they are no longer. The guard that's been doing the translating glances at Talks with Fists, ponders for a little bit. So you pack Alpha, and do you wish to wag tail and chase ball? <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I am mm. pack Alpha. <laughs> Then this feast shall have ceremony as well. <laughs> Talks with fists, looks at you. We shall start your seek. Follow me. And he heads back into the main tent. Okay, I follow suit. So you move back into the main tent and disappear behind the flap. Inside, it's, it's sparse in here. Pelts thrown in one corner for sleeping. In the center is a small fire for warmth, but not much more than that could be done with it. The smoke drifts out through an opening in the top of the tent. In one corner, there is a 
chest that has some crude wheels attached to one side of it. It is flipped open. He digs into it and pulls out a leather pouch and a small metal orb that has various symbols and runes cut in it. Not all of them go all the way through, but some do so that you can see the interior. And there's a circular hole in the top. And he sets that right down on the fire and starts pulling items out of the pouch and dropping in, sprinkling this, that. Nods to you and then reaches out like he's going to pull a hair. Are you going to let him? Yeah. He plucks <laughs> a hair out of your head, makes some symbol gestures with it, puts it in his mouth and wraps it around what's left of his tongue. Oh, okay. Chews on it a little bit. And then in perfect Elven says, okay, let's start the seek. We need a totem of the alpha before you. What have you brought? Split ear. <laughs> okay. What else do you have of him? I had his blood, but now it's gone. You also have his teeth. Oh, do I have his teeth? Yeah, I have his teeth. Yeah, put his teeth on the chain with the, uh, his canines anyway, with the, yeah, the yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, sharp one. You pulled all that off. He pulls the split ear off, sticks it in the pot, and immediately this, like, black icarish smoke starts coming out, mixed with whatever herbs and stuff that he had in there. You can smell it immediately. It's just starting at the back of your mind to kind of make you a bit dizzy. He pulls the teeth off that have now been bleached white from the orb that you touched, and he slides those off the leather piece that you would put them on. He looks at your teeth, holds them back out to you. Hmm. You might want to put these in your mouth for protection. He drops the teeth into your hand, and then he goes over to the chest and he pulls out this long pipe with a small bowl and a separate bag and starts packing the bowl. Pulls. I knew this was coming. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought he was going to eat me. It's much better. <laughs> Pulls the small twig out of the fire that has an ember on it and uses it to light the pipe. He takes a few quick little puffs, blows it into the air, and waves his hand. And you see the smoke shift to a bear, and then into a raven, and then into a, a dog that runs. And he offers you the pipe and points to the pile of skins that is on the ground and he sits opposite the fire as the smoke continues to fill the tent. Throw teeth in my mouth, sit back on the skins, and I smoke right. with the guy. Make me a constitution save. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. Seven. <laughs> Alright. This is strong stuff. It affects you right away. It's very in character. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. And as your vision starts to shift and the smoke that you're breathing in and whatever was in this pipe, you see things start getting darker and fading. You hear him chanting in Elvish. Can't make it out. It's just nonsensical, but his words have power. With that, your world goes black. Not soon after she went into the tent, a small gnome comes out from one of the other tents. A gnome? A gnome? A gnome. Okay. A small gnome comes out it's from one of the other time. tents. The gnome approaches the druid. Hey, <laughs> dad has to interact. Yes. Communication. This is what I come here for. <laughs> 
Hello, welcome to the encampment. My name is Metherwary. Merryweather. Goodberry. I, I can't help but notice that you have a herbalism kit there. I do. Um, I'm getting a little low on some of my herbs. Would you mind doing a little bit of a trade? I, I've got some extra herbs of other things that I can give you and trade for them. I'm sure you'll find them quite exemplary. They're from over the region. Let's see them. Just follow me this way. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. you head off into his tent. Entering in, in the back against the wall, there are four knolls that are bandaged up from what appears to be wounds that could be a few days old. One is resting a little uneasy, and as he steps in, he notices this, so he grabs a small little tincture that he had made and does a couple of drops on the knoll's tongue, and immediately the knoll is back out sleeping. He kind of just looks at the wounds. Oh, yes, herbs, herbs, sorry. Distract. Puts the tincture down, opens up your herbalism kit. Oh, yes, this will do nicely. Pulls out a few. I'm, I'm going to leave you some of these, but roots and some various dry herbs and you realize all this stuff is really good and it's better than some of the items that you have in your kit. He just starts packing the stuff into your kit, filling it up to where it's just overly full. The whole time he's talking non-stop. Sorry, sorry about the gnolls. Don't mind them. They're resting easily. They, 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 they were wounded in the orc attack that, that happened a while back. You know, yow, that, oh, that stupid deserter. He let a whole bunch of orcs come into the camp. They started, it was just horrible, horrible. Here, we're trying to clean up his mask. Oh, this is this nice. This will do nicely. Yes, these herbs are nice. I haven't seen these in a while. Oh, it's good to have those. Oh, oh, yeah. So make me a perception check while you're in the, the tent. 22. Everything that he's doing is on the up and up. You identify and recognize all of these herbs. Some of it he's broken down into pastes so that you won't have to. As he's grabbing, you notice a collection of note. It's labeled potions and poisons. Oh, I don't know if I want to offer to trade for them or if I want to steal them. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be very sneaky. Well, while you think that over. You really made out. Like, <laughs> this situation is really good for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not soon after she went into the tent, from the opposite side of the encampment, a knoll that is missing his arm after the elbow, and he has in his hand a case that looks like it might be fiddle violin style case, so it kind of catches your eye. Seizure loot. You play? Oh yeah. Ah, well, there's going to be a feast. We have to have music. Would you be willing to join in with us? Oh, yeah. And he looks down. He's like, I'm not very good, but I dabble. I can introduce you to the rest, and we can figure out what we're going to play. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> you head over deeper to one of the tents, and you see a pair of gnolls. One has got his mane, like, parted in the half, way down. He's taken something and, like, stained his hair dark so it's nice and black. And yes. kind of, <laughs> kind of got this... <laughs> I was going to say emo gnolls. Yeah, no. <laughs> Got this vibe, and he's he's got, like, a pair of bongos. Right? <laughs> so it's like Jamaican. All right, yes. here we go. There's, a, there's another one that is, he's got a knife out and he's working on, still looks like he's carving his own uh, loot, you know, making some holes and cleaning it up a little bit, and they see you, and what are we going to play? What are we going to play? He comes over and opens up this case, and it is this nice fiddle that looks like it's fit for almost royalty. It looks really out of place being here. I don't think we've ever entertained for elves before. <laughs> All right, if we're going to have a party, I want to know what the best Noel drinking songs are. Noel drinking songs. <laughs> yeah. I like this all. Immediately, they start going over some songs. <laughs> the 
one of the melodies they're playing, you swear, is kind of this, this melody that you heard a little bit when you touched the orb, but just a piece of it. You start rehearsing with some different songs. Make me a perform check as you're going over music with these mold. So I've got a 10. It's a little crude. It's not something you would normally be playing. It's a little rough. The flute player obviously doesn't practice, hits a lot of wrong notes. The bongo guy, he just kind of does his own thing. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what you're trying to play. He just doesn't get anything. So you're trying to work around him. The Noel with the instrument, he knows what he's doing. And you can tell that there's some talent there. He's just kind of afraid to show it at times because it might not be appreciated as much. So the more you rehearse and the more you play, the more he's kind of opening up and joining yeah. in. At the fire with the children, a group of gnolls come out and see you guys sitting by the fire, motion you into the tent and you see a bunch of pups running around and playing and they come over. The kids are kind of bored wanting to play <laughs> and the pups have some toys, homemade generic little things. And they're, How the old kids are, are the kids again? Old enough to leave their sister to die. Like, I was thinking they I were like been any six <laughs> and seven, okay. five and six, that kind of age range. Seeing that, it pushed the kids. Go on. They start playing and chase and all this other stuff. Running around this tent, are you going to move into the tent so you can kind of keep an eye on them as they do this? I suppose I better, okay. but I really like the fire. Well, there's one over by that tent. Well, I'll go up to that fire then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and your motion, I'm just your gonna motion follow the camp fire. Both of us. All right, well, I guess yeah. I'll walk over. This group of gnolls is going through a trunk, pulling out various multicolored fabrics ornamentations and bells, getting dressed up, and you see a few of them holding up colors and makeover <laughs> sessions. As these gnolls, you know, nullify, us. nullify you, throwing these fancy colored uh, arrangements on you, little trinkets and bells, different things like that. As they come close, kind of swat, <laughs> swat at the stuff, especially if there's bells. Yeah, you're, you're, you're swatting at that and then you feel one grab your tail. And yeah. there's like combing your hair and, and braiding and putting things in your hair and while they're doing this, the gnolls are kind of gossiping to each other and keeping an eye on the other pups running around playing with the, the human boys. It's like, oh, can you believe what Yao did? Oh, well, you know who he was sweet on, right? Yeah, he was trying to become shaman so that he could woo her over. What? No, her? Yeah. Well, didn't she get killed in that orc raid? Yeah, and then he went off and joined that Bloodfist tribe. I don't know what they were thinking. They, they were going to start raiding the human village or something? I don't think Yao would ever do that, but who knows, after he disappeared, this is like the third time he's ran away from the encampment. Such a loser Noel group. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't make it in any of the real packs. Oh my god, now I'm the <laughs> alpha. <laughs> Those are just mean, there's just kind of this... You're gonna have to whip him into shape. A little shape. bit of a growl that just kind of... Uh, you know, because I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So they've got you dressed up in some finery and adorned. A couple of them doing some different dance moves, getting ready for the party. They're, they're looking at you two going, um, what are some good from your culture? Kezi <laughs> not dance much, but remember something from kittenhood. <laughs> so I, I kind of show them this kind of awkward, since it's been a long time since I've done it. Maybe a just check. Great. 
Eleven. They're a little clumsy trying to follow you, and you don't remember all the moves. So you're having to make up some on the fly and fill in <laughs> gaps, and, and they don't seem to know. Then they show you some that they know. Would they be willing to teach me? Yes. I'm pretty interested in what kind of dances you have. Okay. Do you think you could teach me? They will try. Okay. So they're not Ooh. that good at teaching. So let <laughs> okay. me make an intellect check and see how well make you remember all the moves. It's going to be that kind of a day. Oh, no. <laughs> so it'll be like a six. They're not very good teachers, but you managed to get kind of the basic moves down. You know, they're spinning to the right, you're spinning to the left. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> this is why I start drinking songs so that everyone's drunk anyway and they, and they don't flail around and they yep. don't care. Yeah, it won't matter. It's a fun time as everybody's dancing around and gossiping and yeah. Make me another perform check as you're okay, going over with the hopefully band. Hopefully we've gotten better. Here we go. Thirteen. So we got a little better. <laughs> improved slightly. And they're right there with you. You've managed to whip them into shape, so to speak. Pulling them right along. You're playing to their strengths and <laughs> key melodies in there. Did you decide what you're going to do with the book? I'll ask if there's anything he would trade for it. Oh, that? I'm working on the second one. I wrote that one myself. Pulls it down, and as he's opening up the manuals, you can see there's a whole bunch of scrawl and the margins and things. I, I, I know all this stuff. I have my other notes if I need to reference it. Take it, please, please. No, thank you. Can you can put it to use. Definitely. As you flip through it, you realize that his scrawl and his thoughts are a little disjointed, so it's going to be hard to put this stuff together. It's not like you're just going to be able to open it up and find a recipe, but you could work at it and then find the recipe, so it might be something you just need to kind of research and look into. But just kind of skimming through it, you see half a dozen potions for healing, curing like blindness, different antitoxins for venom, and then you get into poisons, different ways to make poisons from different healing herbs. Oh, that sounds like you could even say it was an oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, studying the healing sometimes it's like, well, that didn't work as expected. <laughs> Do you want to take a look at anything else while you're discussing the herbal kit and the book? No, the no makes me uncomfortable. Okay. I'd like to leave the tent. So you're making your way out of the tent, and you see all your companions gone from the campfire. <laughs> Sorry, I should have expected this. <laughs> when Dad is away, the kids will play. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, leave us a tip, or give us a comment. We would love to hear from you. DiceTherapyAP.Pinecast.co